Dale Fryer, and this is America News Now. Obama had a bad week. Not school shooting bad, but a bad week nonetheless. Reed Rickenbach reports on the president's most recent trip abroad. This week, Obama visited the G20 summit in Hangzhou, China, and things did not go smoothly. A kerfuffle began before the president even stepped off Air Force One. Apparently, the Chinese government wanted me to use their staircase. They should know that Barry O plays by his own rules. On this Tuesday's On the Record, Fox News anchor Greta Van Susteren took issue with the plane debacle. Obama's bad week continued in China. They couldn't agree on which stairs to use to get off the plane. And I'm sure viewers are wondering, how can he find solutions when he can't even find the stairs? Try as they might, Chinese officials were unable to convince the president's staff to use their apparatus, as the staircase operator did not speak any English. I sat down with this man, Xiao Shunyan, for a one-on-one -on -one interview. Shunyan, why don't you explain to our listeners what happened? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Do, do you have one of those iPhone translator apps? Ah! Off the plane, things weren't much better for the president. At the summit, Obama and Russian President Vladimir Putin had a heated moment. I was just trying to dap a fellow president up, but Vlad was having none of it. How to pull out like he should from Ukraine. Not to be outdone, Filipino President Rodrigo Duterte railed against President Obama in a speech on Sunday night and literally called him a son of a bitch. You must be respectful. Don't just throw away questions and statements. President Obama, for his part, brushed off Duterte's comment, but canceled his planned visit to the country. It's been a while since I've been called son of a bitch. What can I say? Back home, I drain threes like Steph Curry, but abroad, I shoot like Dick Cheney. And the Filipino president called him a son of a bee? If that's not a sign of weakness, I don't know what is. If we had a Republican in office, we'd have already won the war. Obama found some solace in his interactions with South African President Jacob Zuma, the one attendee who seemed pleased to see the president. I have never seen a leader like Obama before. Literally, I have never seen a leader like him. You know. America is a very, very racist place. You don't understand. This is incredible. Seriously, his country is mostly white people and he got elected. My country is mostly black people and it's very, very hard to get elected. But as time went on, Zuma too was disillusioned with the president. You don't understand how much basketball I watch to be able to talk to Obama. I know everything there is to know about Michael Jordan and the rest of the 95-96 Bulls. But apparently, Obama did not have time for me. Things did not get better once Air Force One touched down back home, as the Wall Street Journal published a report detailing the specifics of the Obama administration's cash for hostages deal with Iran. And now our president is making secret deals with Iran? Sure sounds like a Muslim thing to do. Deal with Iran? <laughs> Ronald Reagan wouldn't do that. I'm starting to think that if I wanted to visit abroad, I should have seen Michelle in the master bedroom. <laughs> Boy, I had a bad week. Yes, you did, Mr. President. For America News Now, I'm Reed Rickenbach. The two most unpopular presidential candidates of all time are running for the Democrats and the Republicans. And thus, more and more Americans are turning to third-party candidates. It's no secret that the Republican Party was in turmoil over Donald Trump's nomination this past summer. However, the Democratic Party remains in disarray. 
Many insiders still believe Bernie's got a chance, man. Also, Hillary Clinton did mishandle classified documents as Secretary of State. <coughs> Libertarian Gary Johnson and the Green Party's Jill Stein are polling at 9 and 3% respectively. Experts believe that they have a chance of getting a significant number of votes that will amount to nothing come November 8th. Gary Johnson is a candidate of choice for people who hate government too much to vote for Hillary, but love pot too much to vote for the orange guy. Dr. Jill Stein, and yes, she is an actual doctor and not a PhD in art history, surprisingly, appears as dumb as Donald Trump without the racism or Cheeto dust littered all over her face. While neither the Democratic nor Republican platform on healthcare is perfect, at least both feature fewer magic crystals and steins. Not to be outdone, Governor Johnson had a disastrous appearance on Morning Joe on Thursday. And here to comment is the man himself, Libertarian presidential candidate and former governor of New Mexico, Gary Johnson. Welcome, Governor. Thank you for having me. On Morning Joe, you failed to correctly identify the Syrian city of Aleppo. How can potential voters trust your foreign policy credentials following the scaf? And what is foreign policy? Foreign policy is a set of strategies designed to safeguard national security and promote international goals. Oh, got it, got it. We should support the Free Syrian Army, right? Right. At the moment, you are below the polling threshold to qualify for the national debates. What's your strategy for getting onto the stage with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump? Forgive me, who are they? <sighs> and now a word from our sponsors. Yo soy Hillary Clinton. You might know me as the leading presidential candidate, but today I'm here to talk about a great service. Did you know that Harry's Razors will deliver the best quality razors right to your door? And with their customizable shave plans, you can get all the grooming supplies you could ever need delivered for free in the U.S. and Canada. It's incredible! Start getting the best shaves of your life by signing up with Harry's Razors. Use promo code I'm with Harry's for 20% off your first order at checkout. Choose Harry's today. Harry's Razors has made a sizable donation to the Clinton Foundation, but this donation has no bearing on my endorsement of this product. Dick's out for Harambe. The iPhone 7. On Wednesday, all the drones tuned in to find out how they'd think different. Eli Warren has more. At Apple's 2016 launch event in San Francisco, CEO Tim Cook and company told the world just how they would waste their money this year. Anthony Delman is a tech blogger for Gizmodo. Did someone say tech? I got my hands on all the new gear and it's pretty rad, or as we in the tech world like to say, cutting edge. CEO Cook introduced the two new products during his keynote speech. Here at Apple, we believe in innovation. We value our customers and know they appreciate it when we bring something new to the table. That's why we're introducing the iPhone 7 and Apple Watch 2. Delman detailed the upgrades to the new products. The iPhone 7 is revolutionary. Most companies, they add, they add, they add. Enough stuff already. Apple, they took something away. The aux cord is donezo. But this innovation has upset most Apple customers including local drunk girl, Tiffany Trump. What are they doing? What am I supposed to do at a party when I'm like, ooh, give me that aux cord? Or when I'm in an Uber and I'm like, give me the aux cord. Do you want me to make out with someone when it's quiet? Like, 
No. Trump rattled off a number of other complaints about her iPhone. This thing has way too many apps on it. Why do I need an app called Health? I'm fine. And fine friends? Like, what? Tim Cook, for his part, explained the decision to jack the jack. The headphone jack is the dinosaur. It takes up a ton of space, and space is not a luxury we have. Luxury is luxury we have. Not to mention, it really has helped our profit margins because we were able to lay off a couple hundred of the fortune cookie kids who operate the drills. The event itself was hosted at Apple's San Francisco location, where hundreds of investors and reporters camped outside for their spot in the auditorium, including aforementioned tech blogger Anthony Delman. Uh-huh, that line was lit. We were live tweeting the line. Hashtag surfs up. Fellow blogger Elena Hardaway took issue with Apple's accommodations. Did you know that every single Apple keynote speaker has been a white man? No wonder why every guy in this line is hit on me. Despite the absurdity of Hardaway's complaint, sexism and a lack of women in the tech industry remains a serious problem. Only 26% of programmers in Silicon Valley are women. Last year, I was scheduled to have a one-on-one -on -one interview with Mr. Cook himself, but the staff took me to the showroom to display their products. I'm not a booth babe. The booth babes this year were so diverse. iPhones only come in white and black, but you can't say that about their models. In spite of all the complaints, there is no doubt that the iPhone 7 will be a smash hit and that you will be accidentally smashing it on the ground. For America News Now, I'm Eli Warren. Last Sunday, the world watched in awe as Mother Teresa was canonized by Pope Francis. Nicole Henderson reports from Vatican City. Take me to church? Not only can they vote, women can now be saints. There was jubilee in St. Peter's Square as Pope Francis honored the late nun and cultural icon. In dia bona et nomen matris teresia aese, Deus in calo redent superiem rubes terenes. Mamma mia, pizza party for everybody. In an unprecedented one-on-one -on -one interview, Pope Francis detailed the canonization process. When looking for a saint, the first thing we do is make sure they were Christian. That's very important. Also. It helps if they're not a, como se dice, como se dice, uh, idiota, idiota, and not a total dick. While the Vatican elite are funny hats over heels for Mother Teresa, she has had her fair share of critics since her death in 1997. Mother Teresa did not do what she said she did. The only thing she's the mother of is lies. Lies, I tell you. Arup Chatterjee is an Indian-born doctor who has been on a one-man crusade against the new saint. I am from Kolkata, and I never once saw this Mami Teresa that everyone is raving about do nothing. People act like my home was hell on earth, but we had a functional airport. It had not one, but two auntie aunts. If you wish to help the real third world, there are people starving and suffering, children fighting for the most basic necessities. They're in Detroit. Chatterjee's criticisms have sent waves through the convent community, with young nuns praising the impact of their idol. <laughs> Her sari was so fetch. She was such a trendsetter. <laughs> Before Mother Teresa, no one ever told the world they were helping poor people. She was a low-key babe. Ugh, low-key saint. While the enthusiasm of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Rosary Beads was appreciated, 
Pope Francis presented a more constructive argument for Teresa's canonization. It is very easy to criticize the actions of a person who does good in the world, especially when you're sitting on the couch eating off-brand cheese doodles. Before you complain, do something for your community. Create a kickball league for innocent kids. Make a difference. And also, when did everyone start caring? The last pope was a Nazi. But still, Chatterjee refuses to relent in his criticism. Mother Teresa disrespected my people, and she's a Catholic, so hello, someone was definitely molested. Nevertheless, Chatterjee's storm has made little waves, if any at all. But, like most contrarian opinions do, it has made its way into New York's alternative comedy scene. Patricio Howard referenced it in his set at the Laughing Buddha on Wednesday. You hear that Mother Teresa's back in the news? She's a cunt. Geez, no one can take a joke anymore. What, are we in church or something? Given the usual cycle of backlash on the internet, it's only a matter of time before Mother Teresa will be slut-shamed. For American News Now, I'm Nicole Henderson. Take me to church, This weekend marks the start of the 2016 NFL season. 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick made headlines when he refused to stand for the national anthem during the preseason. To discuss this and all things football is concussed football player Wes Welker. Thank you for joining us. Well, howdy doodle, Dale. The sun is out, the clouds are wet, and it's a perfect time to put the football on the grill. <laughs> Wes, the Colin Kaepernick situation has exploded in national media. Players from all across the league have taken sides. Now, if Kaepernick was the one throwing you the ball on Sunday, what would you do? Uh, well, first off, I gotta say I pledge allegiance to the America. Uh, it's a good country, and the flag, it's a nice flag. Kaepernick is his own man, and he can say whatever comes to his heads. That's the beautiful thing about this country. All peoples have their own thoughts and things. It's just wonderful. Uh-huh. And are, are you planning on getting back on the field this year? Everybody's an everybody, and if the boots still fit, I can suit them up. I gotta hit the stingray while it's hot. Ooh, classic. <laughs> you you really want to get back on the field? <laughs> of course. Do I look like a walnut to you? This has been Wester Welcoming, reminding you that brake pads and shoes don't go on your head. And that's it for American News Now. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Dale Fryer, reminding you that do not touch is the most unsettling thing to read in Braille. Good night, everybody. Thank you.